this is Megan, your host, and today I'm recommending a book totally different than my last. Drumroll, please! Skullduggery Pleasant by Derek Landy! I found this book series at our local library about a year, year and a half ago. My mom told me to get something other than Rick Riordan, and I was looking around, and I found this gigantic book series. I checked out the first book, went home, started reading, and boom, a year and a half later, here I am, recording an episode about this book. Skullduggery Pleasant is a mix between fantasy, suspense, and mystery, so awesome all the way. I found some book reviews online, and there were some people who thought you should be 13 to read this book, and others thought you should be 9, 10, 11, or 12. I said I would say you should be at least 9 to read the first eh, six books, but then be 10 or 11 to read the rest. So, the main characters. They are Skullduggery Pleasant and Valkyrie Kane. Da -da -da. Skullduggery was born on December 31st, 1574. About-ish. I know this because in 2007, He's about 433 years old. His titles are Prime Detective, Skeleton Detective, Lord Vile, and Detective Inspector Me. If you can't tell by his name, Skullduggery Pleasant is a skeleton. Well, he actually had that name before he turned into a skeleton, but whatever. He's a wisecracking dude and can be pretty stuck up for a dude of a person of about 450 years. The other main characters are Valkyrie Kane, alias Stephanie Edgley. She's stubborn, witty, 26 years old, strong, and smart, with black hair and brown eyes. She has one little sister who was born backslash comes in in book six, and her name is Alice. She is about eight or nine in the most recent one, book 14. <clears throat> Alice and Mulcahy's parents are Melissa and Desmond Edgley. Melissa worked in a bank until she was sacked in Book 7, a.k.a. Kingdom of the Wicked. Desmond is forgetful and thinks he's hilarious. Here's an example from Book 1. This excerpt is from Book 1. They're left for the solicitors at a quarter past ten the next morning. Fifteen minutes later than planned, thanks to Stephanie's father's casual disregard for punctuality. He ambled through the house, looking like there was something he'd forgotten, and he was just waiting for it to occur to him again. He nodded and smiled whenever his wife told him to hurry up, said, Yes, absolutely, and just before he was due to join them in the car, he meandered off again, looking around with a dazed expression. He does this on purpose, Stephanie's mother said as they sat in the car, seatbelts on and ready to go. They watched him appear at the front door, shrug into his jacket, tuck in his shirt, go to step out, and then pause. He looks like he's about to sneeze, Stephanie remarked. No, her mother responded. He's just thinking. She stuck her head out the window. Desmond, what's wrong now? He looked up, puzzled. I think I'm forgetting something. Stephanie leaned forward in the back seat, took a look at him, and spoke to her mother, who nodded and stuck her head out again. Where are your shoes, dear? He looked down at his socks, one brown, one navy, and his clouded expression cleared. He gave them a thumbs up and disappeared from view. That man, her mother said, shaking her head. 
Did you know he once lost a shopping center? He what? I never told you that. It was the first big contract he got. His company did a wonderful job, and he was driving his clients to see it. And he forgot where he put it. He drove around for almost an hour until he saw something he recognized. He may be a very talented engineer, but I swear, he's got the attention span of a goldfish. Here's an excerpt from book one when Skligary and Vokari meet each other. What's going on? Stephanie asked. Who was he? What did he want? Just who are you? I'm me, Skullagree said, picking up his hat and wig and placing them on a nearby table. As for him, I don't know who he was. Who he is. Never seen him before in my life. You shot him. That's right. And you threw fire at him. Yes, I did. Stephanie's legs felt weak and her head felt light. Mr. Pleasant, you're a skeleton. Ah, yes. Back to the crux of the matter. Yes, I am, as you say, a skeleton. I have been one for a few years now. Am I going mad? I hope not. So you're real? You actually exist? Presumably. You mean you're not sure whether you ex- You're not sure if you exist or not? I'm fairly certain. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be some ghastly hallucination, figment of my imagination. You might be a figment of your own imagination. Stranger things have happened. And do, with alarming regularity. This is too weird. Scalari put his gloved hands in his pockets and cocked his head. He had no eyeballs, so it was hard to tell if he was looking at her or not. You know, I met your uncle under similar circumstances. Well, kind of similar. But he was drunk, and we were in a bar, and he had vomited in my shoes. So I suppose the actual circumstances aren't overly similar. Both events include a meeting, so... My point is, he was having some trouble, and I was there to lend a hand. And we became good friends after that. Good, good friends. His head tilted. You look like you might faint. Stephanie nodded slowly. I've never fainted before, but I think you might be right. Do you want me to catch you if you fall, or if you wouldn't mind? No problem at all. Thank you. Stephanie gave him a weak smile, and the darkness clouded her vision, and she felt herself falling, and the last thing she saw was Skullderry Pleasant darting across the room towards her. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cove Time Book Recommendations. Thanks for listening!